passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, Season 2, Episode 16, The Battle of the Cubs. Fifth starter spot heats up. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. In this segment, Crowley interviews Alex Cohen, the voice of the Iowa Cubs, who recently called the opening game with Ron Coomer for 670 to score to talk about what he saw out in Mesa. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, I have the voice of the Iowa Cubs, Alex Cohen. And Alex, not only are you voice of the Cubs, but you've also been the voice of the Iowa Cubs. You were the voice of the Cubs spring training for 670, the score. Yeah, got the uh, got the opening day call, and uh, I was lucky enough to have the call with Ron Coomer in front of 6,152 of our closest friends at Sloan Park, and I uh, got to call Cubs victory, but... It was spectacular, man. It was so much fun. Just uh, not just being able to call a big league game, but being able to call a spring training game in baseball and, and having that environment. I mean, there is no better environment in Arizona than Sloan Park and the Cubs tailgates. And um, it was pretty special. It was really cool. So, so are you, you're just sitting at home. It's winter. We're all miserable, right? You're in Iowa. We're here in the Chicagoland area. And you just get a phone call and they just say, hey, man, you know, would you like to broadcast that first game? Yeah, no, I, I got an email just saying, hey, if, uh, if you're interested, um, come, down, come on down on Saturday. I call the game on 670 The Score. Are you up for that? And, uh, yeah, I was sitting at that point in my living room in 22-degree weather in Iowa, so I really had to weigh my <laughs> options uh, between 22 degrees in Iowa or 75 degrees in Arizona. Unfortunately, uh, I took the latter. I flew down there Friday night, called the game on Saturday, and came back uh, Saturday night. So it was a quick 22-hour business trip, and I uh, really enjoyed it. Now, this was your first major league game, correct? Calling your first major league game. It was. How diff- yeah, I've, how- I've called bits and pieces of 
uh, spring training games in 2018 and 2019 and uh, joined the marquee broadcast during a game in 2022. But full nine inning big league game. That was my first. So how different was it from a minor league game? Was it, what did you feel like it was a little bit different or what to you is kind of like when you walked away and, and just had that experience, what was it like for you? It actually felt more of the same that it did for anybody else. Cause I was used to the AAA rules. So I was used to all the rule changes, but no, just an atmosphere. That's the second largest crowd I've ever called a game in front of. Uh, the other one was, I was calling international baseball um, and at the Tokyo dome. So and I've called 15, 1600 games in my career. And for that to be the second largest crowd, that's saying something. And I, I think where it really hit me was it was in between the sixth inning. It might've been like the sixth going into the seventh or like the middle of the sixth going into the bottom of the sixth. And, and I'm sitting there like shuffling papers and I get two hands on the back of my shoulder. And I thought it was somebody who I knew or like a member of the Cubs media staff, but I turn around and it's Eddie Vedder. So that's when it really kind of set in. It's like, whoa, this is not uh, your average Iowa Cubs, Omaha Storm Chasers May game. This is uh, this is the big show. This is the big league. So it was really cool. Okay, I, I love you and I hate you now. I can't believe you got. I mean, how <laughs> yes. awesome, Eddie, dude. I tell people, you know me. I never shut up. And the only and I've met many of players. I've met many celebrities. I met everybody and every anybody, but. That was the one time that I was starstruck was Eddie Vedder. Yeah. I found, I saw him one time outside of Wrigley field. This is when they had the old school VIP entrance across from McDonald's. Yeah. And I thought he was like six feet tall, you know, like just, you know, like, cause you see concerts and you're like, you know, he's always on these jumbotron. Right. And all of a sudden I was like, hi Eddie. I could barely get it out. It was so bad. It was, I, I did get yeah, a picture I mean, though. So. I think the good thing was I only had a, a minute and 45 seconds to kind of uh, go through it because I had to go back for the next inning. So I had some concentrated structured time to be in awe. So that was, uh, that was pretty neat. Now, Ron Coomer has been on the podcast. He's been out to club 400. He's, he's one of, he's, we just love Coom dog, you know, just a, a cub fan through and through. What was it like being able to have Coom next to you? And how fun was that? He was the best. And I'm not, that's not even like hyperbolic. Like he is legitimately the best. I mean, he's smart. He knows the game. His recall in certain situations is, is just incredible. I mean, we were in the eighth inning and he was going through an at bat in the first inning, pitch by pitch, sequence by sequence. I mean, I can't even remember the last minute, let alone that. So just hearing him just recall baseball and his experiences. I mean, he is a baseball guy through and through. You know, talked about him being a professional baseball player in that atmosphere for the last four decades, and it shows. I mean, he is a baseball junkie in the best way possible, and he's also so nice, so kind, so welcoming, and he's just um, he's a tremendous ambassador to the Cubs in the game of baseball, and, and I wish everybody could be like Ron Coomer. Oh, just such a good guy. And, 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 and you know, it's got to be fun for you, too, is not only do you get to call the game, but a lot of the guys that you have called throughout your career are, mm -hmm. are there. And, and, you know, whether you're talking, I think Brennan Davis got the start that day and, you know, Brennan right. from, and, you know, uh, obviously Nelson Velasquez and Matt Mervis and all these guys that are out there. Were they happy to see you out there and you get a chance to talk to anybody? They were. You know, when I when you walk into media availability that first day and uh, you get a couple of rubs on the top of the ball dome from uh, you know Hayden Wesneski, Darius Hill, Matt Mervis, Jared Young, uh, Brennan, just, you know, I, they're genuinely happy to see you. And then once they found out that I was calling the game, 
it's like me when I see them making their big league debut. I'm ecstatic for them, and they were naturally uh, pretty happy for me as well. So they're humans, and when you go through the bus rides and the plane rides and 150 games and 162 days with these guys, there's a personal relationship that's formed. And uh, it was really nice to see them you know, that Saturday and uh, looking forward to seeing more of them over the next month and uh, really over the summer. Now, you know, some of the things that we were talking about on this show is, is, is there are some roster spots available. And, 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 you know, a couple of things that we're looking at is that fifth starter spot and a couple of guys that you should, I, I believe you know pretty well, you know, Hayden Wisniewski came in with the trade and then you had Caleb Killian and then mm-hmm. Javier Assad. When you are looking, you know, when you think of those three guys, I mean, those are three good options to have for a potential fifth starter. I'm not even including Adrian Sampson. Yeah, I, you look at those three guys, and I won't say that they're all different, but Hayden Wesneski, we've seen him in short spurts. I mean, the four-seam fastball and the slider are both not only big league great, they are elite great. I mean, he's got elite stuff, and, I mean, you could see why he was a top-ten prospect in the Yankees system. Then Caleb Killian, this was his first full offseason as a member of of the Cubs, because remember, he was traded to the Cubs 2021. Uh, then he went to the Arizona Fall League. And then last year, the offseason was halted by uh, the lockout stuff. So being for him, being able to have a normal offseason, getting healthy and you know, seeing his first spring trading outing, you know, 95 to 96, snapping off breaking balls, looking really sharp. And then Javier Assad, you know, I got to see him on Saturday, look sharp naturally. And, and he's a guy just the pitch ability is there. He can throw five pitches for strikes. He doesn't get affected. You know, he's a guy where, oh, let's say he walks somebody, he falls, falls down 3-0. It doesn't affect him. I mean, there's no spiral or unraveling effect. He's steady, and I think that that really helps, you know, any major league baseball team to have a guy who's unaffected by things that happen to him on a baseball field or not on a baseball field. So uh, any of those options are great. Adrian Sampson was with the Iowa Cubs in 2021, started off with us in 2022. Again, one of those steady guys. He gives up two, three home runs in a spring training game. I guarantee you he comes back out in his next spring training outing and post zeros. I mean, he's unaffected by stuff like that. So uh, four really good options for that last rotation spot. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, I, I got to ask you, too, is, is as you're there and you're in Arizona, were you walking around the backfields? Were you checking out everything and kind of just getting a general feel about what was going on? Didn't have enough time on Saturday, but yeah, hopefully I'll get back down there at some point of uh, spring training. And, and that's what I like to do. You know, when I'm not calling a game, you get there for the media availability. You see the big league guys work out. And, and then you go to the backfields and not just the triple A guys. You, you go to the, the single A team. You see the rookie ball guys, you know, how much of a how lively they are, the smiles they have on their face, just the natural energy that's built in the backfields. You know, I would love to do some sort of social media segment of a behind the backfields and just take us through a day you know, when you're not playing a big league spring training game. Now, that also gives you an opportunity to meet these guys before they get to you at AAA. I mean, when you think about the guys like uh, James Triantos or, uh, you know, some, some, of the, some of the younger prospects that have, you know, DJ Hurst, th- those guys that haven't made it up to AAA, it would allow you to kind of make a connection to some of these guys, introduce yourself, because, you know, with a lot of these guys, it's just a matter of time before they get to you. 
Yeah, just you know, seeing guys like Andy Weber, Chase Strumpf, uh, Jonathan Perlaza, uh, you said DJ Hurst, Jordan Wicks, uh, Owen Casey, P. Crow Armstrong, naturally, and uh, just seeing them in their element when they're not in front of the cameras and just getting down to basics and uh, working on and playing baseball. And uh, I, I think it's really important to make yeah, my presence felt back there, but just seeing what goes on back there for context. Now, a cool thing about the game that you did call is, you know how spring training lineups go, and sometimes you have split squads, and sometimes yeah. you're like, who's this guy? But the game that you got to call, I mean, we were talking about it. That was like an opening day lineup. So that had to have made it even extra special on top of everything. And when you see the top of the lineup of, you have Dansby Swanson, Nico Horner, or I guess Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson, um, that's pretty neat. And you go to the the top of the first inning and uh, the ending play, the top of the first inning was a four, six, three double play was, you know, Nico to Dansby to Hosmer. I mean, that's something that you know, you're going to hear Cubs fans say for a long, long time, especially up the middle and seeing that tandem's first of many double plays. It was pretty unique and pretty cool. Now you also got to see Pete Crow Armstrong made his way into the game. How exciting was that? I mean, how much have you gotten to see Pete personally? Is that the first time you got to see him? Live. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen him live. And you know, he had the most impressive over three game. I think I've ever seen he had two <laughs> line outs to left field, the opposite way. He had a ground out to the right side that he nearly beat out. He walked, he scored a run. He stole a base. He's just electric, man. He's going to be a stud. Um, He's so much fun to watch, you know, 20 years old. And even just watching him uh, over the last couple of days in spring training, already taking big league at-bats and doing so against lefties and, and doing that for his age and you know, being able to play gold club caliber defense. He is the number one prospect that he should be. He's a special player. Now, you talked a little bit about this earlier. You are accustomed to these rules. And mm-hmm. I went to a bunch of minor league games last year, and I started, you know, that's when I started to see all this stuff. As, as far as it goes, the one thing, though, is for me, I guess, is, is as far as a view uh, as a broadcaster, had, did that change the way that you had to broadcast a game? Because it feels like it's moving quicker. And I just don't know, especially watching on TV and like the way I, you know, I'm viewing a game on TV. I'm like, oh, my God, this is really quick. Like, you know, usually you could go to the bathroom, go grab another beer. Now it seems like it's no, fine, man. That. You can't do that. It, it, it took me about 15 to 20 games to get into a real rhythm because, you know, normally during a baseball game, you have your stories, you have your stats, and you try to fit them in, in between pitches. Well, you can't do that now because, you know, you really have, you know, 15 or only 20 seconds to do that. And most of the time shorter because when the pitchers get used to it, they move a little bit quicker. So it, it takes some time to get adjusted. And then you really got to pick out, you know, the, the two or three nuggets and the two or three stats you want and, and be settled on that because you're not going anything deeper than that uh, unless you have pitching changes or extra innings or something. So it does change the way that that you go into a broadcast, but yeah, you get used to it by Memorial Day. Well, I mean, I think there's an old saying. I think it was Vince Scully who said, never start a story with two outs, right? I mean, like... You, <laughs> well, you're you, doing you, that anyway. I mean, now you have guys you know, striking out batters before you know, Pedro Baez a couple of years ago would throw a pitch. So it's, it's, it's different. <laughs> It's, 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 it's fun. It's fun to see there. And, and you know, Alex, I'm just uh, tell people about, you know, the Iowa Cubs and what you guys got going on this season that would that get people interested in coming out to the, uh, to Iowa. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're lucky enough that a lot of our games are going to be covered, not just in the Iowa or Des Moines metropolitan area, but all throughout the Midwest. I mean, we're going to have you know, more games on Marquee Sports Network that we've had in years past. Uh, the Road to Wrigley segment on Marquee Sports Network is going to showcase you know double the amount of home games that we normally do. So 
I would say that 60 to 70% of our home games, you'll be able to see in some capacity from the Chicagoland area on Marquee Sports Network. And then, you know, being able to stream all our games on uh, MLB TV because, you know, MILB TV is, has coordinated that relationship and, and the Bally live stream. I mean, the ability to get Iowa Cubs baseball um, yeah, and, and stream that content and get that content, it's more wide ranging than ever before. And, and just coming down to the ballpark, it finally feels normal in a good way it feels like 2019 with you know the amount of promotions that we're having and special guests that we have coming to the ballpark i mean we are uh we are blessed in iowa of having a great college sports culture with drake and iowa and iowa state you know basketball programs that are going to the ncaa tournament with the way nils are coming we have a lot of these college athletes coming to our games and we have theme nights and we have fireworks nights and it's just going to be a great year at principal park not just because of the promotions but Look at the prospects that could come here. I mean, you're looking at the top 30 prospects that were just released on MLB Pipeline. I have a feeling we'll see 15 of those 30, and and that is underselling it. I mean, we could see four of the top eight prospects opening up the year in Iowa. And at the end of the season, with Jordan Wicks, with DJ Hurst, with Pete Armstrong, I mean, that right there is three of the top 14 that could end the season with us. So from a prospect standpoint, if you are a baseball fan, if you are a Cubs fan, you'll want to come here because you'll see the future of the Cubs in the best system that it's been in the last decade. Well, Alex, I, I just had to have you on after, you know, after I heard that, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, we talked about it on the podcast before when you got the call and I'm like, I got to ask Alex hot went and we're just, you know, you've been on the podcast before. I know I'm going to have you on again in the future, but just, we are really proud. And, you know, you know, with 670, the score and, and everything behind you, man, it's uh Congratulations to you and thanks for jumping on. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, you know I love you, Crawley. Everything that uh, that that you do for you know, Cubs fans and bringing everybody together. And uh, you are the reason, and you guys are the reason that the Cubs are the best fan base in the country. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Alex, and you take care. Thanks.